Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we have the incredible Topsy joining us, and this conversation is amazing. Topsy is a coach, and she is a vessel for empowerment, for courage, for confidence, and her background in therapy and really just supporting people um, is remarkable. We talk about her time in the prison systems and then how that has evolved into working with female entrepreneurs today. What we really chat about mostly in this conversation is how to overcome negative mindset spirals and Topsy calls them spirals. And I love that. We talk about thoughts versus feelings and why they may be controlling you, which means they are why you are getting the results that you're getting. So if you don't like the results that you're getting, (laughs) this is the conversation for you. We talk about why you are the problem in your life and you're also the solution and how to tap into that solution piece. We chat about our core belief scripts. What are they? How do they keep us stuck? How do they keep us from really stepping into what we want in life? And then how our spirals really dictate where we go and how we can change that. So I really loved this conversation. Topsy is just amazing. I feel like I could talk to her every day (laughs) to put me in the right headspace. And I can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call The Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Topsy. Hello. I'm so glad that you had me on the show. I'm so pumped. I am so pumped. I'm, I'm so excited because I we, we met last year online. Yes. Or actually, yes, maybe I even know. before that. I know, I know that we, because we did, we did a panel together. Yes. Um, but I feel like we had connected before that. You're and... really good. You have a good memory. You know that? I do. Yeah. Well, I, this is really funny. Um, I had to, I was going to take a screenshot after we recorded. I, I was like cringing looking at this. So I um, posted like, you know, what I'm up to today on my stories. And I saw in our message, in the message thread. When I pitched your podcast, it made, this makes my stomach hurt. In 2018, Jules, like this is wild. I rem- wait, I, why does it make your stomach hurt though? Because the message was hysterical. You know how you just get so embarrassed by the stuff. Do, do you allow cursing on your podcast? Because I'm sure I don't know if you've heard me. Okay. Yes. So the shit that we say when we're like, I, I just was like cringing reading it because I was like, hi, I pitched you and just wanted to let you know. And you're like, can you link some of your work and some of the interviews? But it's so funny to see like full circle. My business, my life is so different, you know? Yeah. So thank God well, and you too, had me on at the time. <laughs> well, and I love that you say that though, because, you know, the way in which we we have guests on the show have had many iterations, you know, it's like, I started off like just myself and kind of doing it and having people on that I knew. And then, and then you get, which we should actually talk about this too, because it's the iteration of the business. Then, you know, it was like, I thought I needed to be this like staunch professional and have this person that like went and got guests for me. And then like that didn't work out, you know? And so it's, it's just interesting how like 
when you really just do come back to yourself and like what works for you, how, how it all flows. So, and eventually it all makes sense, you know? Yes. Why you did what you did. Yeah. And we we're supposed to be talking right now. So that works. Exactly. Exactly. It worked out perfect. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, Well, I'm, I'm excited to chat because you, you're a mindset coach. Yep. You coach six and seven figure business owners. Yes. You, and you specifically, I think coach them on (laughs) all of the crap that we can do to that. Like we keep getting, getting in our own way. Those negative thought patterns, those limiting beliefs, those stories that we tell ourselves. Yes. And I have the majority of the amazing people that listen to my conversations on this podcast are six or seven, six or seven figure entrepreneurs or those who are working toward that. And I've always said this, you know, to me, the difference between a successful entrepreneur and someone who may not be successful in whatever way that is, is that the successful person believed mm-hmm. it was possible mm-hmm. and figured it out yes. and yes. got out of their own way. Yeah. Um, so with that said, I first would just love for you to share with us your journey of what was possible for you? What made you want to dive into being the, the coach and the vessel yeah. and kind of the, the pathway for so many of us who have yeah. those thought patterns and how has it brought you to where you are today to serve those women who need it the most? Yeah. So it's really funny. I, it, my journey started, I would say, um, in 2006, I w- went to college, I went to a small private liberal arts school, got my bachelor's in social work. My mom is a social worker. My dad is in um, higher education academia. And so I always just had this like heart for people and wanting to understand people and why we make the choices that we do. And so I've always been fascinated by the human, just the human experience and how we um, navigate really difficult times. And I wanted to be, um, my my friends always in high school, my friends always thought that I was just like, I had like the biggest heart and I loved people and I genuinely wanted to help whoever was struggling financially. And I didn't have no freaking money, you know? And it's just really funny how my heart for social work started back then. And then I got to um, undergrad and I thought I was going to do business because I I really thought that I was cut out to be a business like person. I was going to be like a, you know, um, I was going to work in finance and it just, I couldn't even pass algebra. It was a pitiful existence in that class. I would go to sleep every single day. Um, just a complete rebel, like really was like, I'm not interested in numbers. I just want to help people. And so I got my um, bachelor's in social work. Then I eventually got my, um, and then I eventually got my master's in clinical social work with a focus on doing um, therapy. And so that was something that was really important to me. But I first started doing case management and I worked with individuals struggling with like all types of um, mental health diagnoses, like bipolar, schizophrenia. I was the one in the trenches making sure they were taking their medication so they wouldn't end up in the hospital. And so I was making $14 an hour out of grad school. It was wild. And I just remember thinking, this isn't going to be my life. Like, I love what I do, but there's no way that this is going to be where I end up. And so after that, 
Um, I worked there for a little while and I worked with many different populations underneath the sun. Um, I worked in the prison system with adult male prisoners. Um, I was a therapist and case manager there. I worked at an outpatient therapy practice um, owned by the hospital system. So I have been there, done that, seen it. I worked in the juvenile justice system as a substance abuse counselor for a few years. And that was probably one of my favorite um, positions. But then it got to a point um, my last stint in corporate was at a very bureaucratic institution, aka the prison. And that changed the trajectory of my whole life because I knew then I have done all that I can in this field of social work and now it's time to leave. And um, I burned right on out. And so after, um, after the prison, I joined a um, therapy practice to create my own, you know, to have my own therapy practice. I joined a group practice, eventually um, narrowed it down to just my office where I had a full roster of clients within eight months of opening my therapy practice. People told me, oh, small business owners don't last past two years. And I was like, watch me. Like, I, this isn't going to be my story. And so... <laughs> I just don't do well when people tell me I can't, and I'm going to show you that I can. And so um, I ended up um, opening up my own therapy practice, and it was incredible. And then I started my coaching business in 2017. Um, and it was, it's, if y'all scroll my feed, you guys will literally, like, y'all will lose it because the shit that I thought was cute, the, the poses, Everything about it, like you're good, you guys are gonna hear the word cringe. I cringe every time someone says, I scrolled down your feet and I saw where you started, and I'm like, no, don't. But I understand how beautiful it is for people to see where you come from and where you end up. And so 2017, the landscape of the online entrepreneur industry was completely different. I remember at the time, it was a really big thing to have nice photos done. It was a really big thing to, I mean, obviously it's still a big deal, by the way, but um, SEO and blogging and the, the landscape was different and the things they discussed were different. The captions, long form captions were not a thing back then. And so it was like, how can you say what it is that you need to say super quick? And so that was different. And I ended up um, just persevering and doing that on the side in addition to my therapy business. And because I was like, I'm going to build this sustainably. I'm not going to jump full force into coaching. I'm going to see how I feel. Do I even like it? You know, just because I don't necessarily want to be a therapist anymore, doesn't mean that I need to um, sabotage my way to success. And so I decided to build my coaching practice the way that I wanted to. I had a lot of mentors that thought, well, the reason why your coaching business isn't successful is because um, you're still, you know, a practicing therapist. So you have one foot out the door, one foot in. And I'm like, I disagree with that. I'm doing this in a way that feels good to me um, with the time that I have. I'm, you know, making sure to block off certain amounts of time for engagement and all, the, all of that stuff. So I just rejected those narratives that told me I had to do it one way. And so fast forward to now, here we are, multi six figure business. Like I, it's, it's so wild to see the empire that I built, but I think it was really the mentorship I hired all the self and personal development work I did, all the continuing education that I did to make sure that I was, you know, coaching in an ethical way that really honored um, my skill set, but kept, you know, made sure that clients were safe um, to work with me because I know when to refer people to therapy and I know when, you know, it's a coaching issue. And so I really think that my journey 
everything happened for a reason and it led me here. Um, and there's so many people that need to hear this message because when you're in the trenches and you're getting it out the mud and like you're doing all the things and, you know, leads aren't there, the sales aren't there, are you going to keep going or are you going to quit? And I think that um, working on your mindset is one of the biggest ways to be able to navigate through those tough times. So anyway, hopefully that didn't take too long. <laughs> oh man, it's just amazing. There's so much to unpack there. I mean, and for one, I just quickly, I want to say, I love that you, you know, I think that your background, it gives you so much credibility and expertise. I mean, oh, how many life coaches do we know aren't life coaches at all? And they just like pick up a laptop and think that just because they have an Instagram account, they can start coaching people. Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. The expertise. So I can't yeah. believe that people were saying like, oh, big time. Don't do that. I know oh, it's, they were. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy? It's um, so wild. So it fascinates me about your work in the prison system and the juvenile yeah. system, which is also a prison system. Yeah, basically. Um, and two, I mean, I have a, I have a few questions here. So I'm going to yeah. start with the first one. What was the biggest lesson you learned from prisoners? Oh my God, this is, I've never been asked this question before. This is good. You actually got me. I actually have to think about this. I don't have a canned answer. So give me just a second. What was the biggest thing that I learned from them? You're not better than anyone. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions, whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. Yeah. This, I would say, and that's, <laughs> it's really funny because you go into, because I've always had a fascination with the criminal justice system, not in like a voyeuristic way, but more so um, how, how do they get there? Right. What is, what's the trajectory that leads them there and what's going to help them stay out and I was determined, actually, in my, before I left the field of social work, I was determined to work in the criminal justice system in some way, because I wanted to make a difference, because we have a big problem. Obviously, we know that um, the events of last year, if people didn't know that before, now you have no excuse, you know it, you see it, you can't unknow it. So we have a problem with people of color being disproportionately um, you know, being placed in these institutions and being unfairly targeted just because of their socioeconomic status, et cetera, et cetera, over policing of certain neighborhoods. And so it was really interesting when I went and worked in the prison system, just how regular a lot of the people were and how sometimes it was wrong place, wrong time. Cause I would read their, I would read their files and I would see 
okay, I can see how this happened. I can see how this happened, but the system failed you throughout. Like you could have had a chance and you did it because of the way our world is set up. It's not set up for you to succeed. Sure, you have personal responsibility, but you can only do so much when you don't have access and you don't have resources. And so that was my biggest pull to the system as a social worker is how can I really affect change? And so working in the prison shook me because I, I realized that there really wasn't that much of a difference between me and them. It could have been anybody. I mean, I, I did work with um, some corrections officers who ended up going to prison. Like I worked with them and they ended up going to prison. It was bananas. It was bananas. And so I think empathy as well um, and the not judging before you know the full story um, there's so much that I learned. Um, I, I just saw firsthand there was so much racism that occurred still within the prison system. Um, there was there was so much, but I think the biggest thing is that you're not better than them. Never for one second think that you're better than them because everyone is always one decision away. You know, yeah. all it takes is just one decision. And I think that's one thing that I will always take with me is to just be careful of the things you say and the things you think about people and what you think you would do, right, in certain situations. Um, right. How you feel like you would react. You would hope that you would do the right thing, but what if the right thing isn't seen as the right thing by the law? Then what do you do? So it's it was it was heavy. It was some heavy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and too, like I, you know, here I'm like thinking in all these different directions and how, you know, the there's so much, there's so many metaphors to this and, and, and just even the psychology of people and even how this relates to just people who are free in the terms yes. of they're not sitting inside a prison, but they are imprisoned in their own yes. state of mind. Yes. Um, and I would love, I would love to talk about that. I mean, cause yeah. you, you know, how your work of literally being in prisons and working with people in prison, and then your work now of working with yeah. women or yes. entrepreneurs yes. that are so imprisoned with their, with their beliefs and their structures and what they believe is truly possible in their lives. How do you see, how mm. do you see the, the commonalities? Mm. Um, and, and how does that help you kind of navigate as a coach? Yeah. First of all, Jules, like I am obsessed with the questions you're asking. Like you are an incredible interviewer, incredible. Um, <laughs> so what are the commonalities? I would say really believing that the way that you think is the way that it is. A lot of the time we make our thoughts the truth and it's really difficult for other people to be able to help you if you are basing your decisions based off of what you think is the truth. So let me give you an example. That's called emotional reasoning. You believe that because you feel it, so it is. So because I feel that I don't, so for instance, let me speak entrepreneur language. One of the biggest things we say is, where are my leads? I don't have any leads. <laughs> First of all, the word leads is cringe fest to me, but I say it because, you know, right. what else do you say? Which, what you're really saying is nobody loves me. Yeah, nobody loves me and I want to be loved. <laughs> 
people aren't obsessing over every single offer I have. What do I do? Anyway, so one of the biggest things you say is we don't have any leads. We don't know who's buying. We don't know who really wants to work with us because what we believe is that if we can't see it, then it doesn't exist. And that's not true, but that's what we feel. And so because we feel it, we believe that to be the truth. So one of the, one of the ways that I help um, business owners, um, especially ones who aren't quite at the six-figure level, sometimes they are, is really helping them understand how the way that you think affects the way that you feel, which affects the way that you behave. So if you think that it's not possible for you, then it's going to feel impossible, but that's not the truth. Feelings are not the facts. I say this all the time. Um, a lot of my, you know, longtime um, listeners who might be tuning in, who listen to every single podcast that I'm on, y'all have heard me say this. Feelings are not the facts. Just because you feel something doesn't make it true. So I would say that is one of the commonalities between both that I see is that you believe that because this is your current reality, or so you think, um, that this is the way it's always going to be, or that this is just the way things are. And it breaks my heart when I see business owners buy into this belief, because I'm like, no, you're imprisoning yourself. This does not need to be this way. That is not the fact. How do you know that there's no one out there that needs what it is you have? How do you know that for sure? Tell me, tell me. And let's say 1-800-CALL-GOD, because I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, and that leads me to my next question. This one may be loaded too, because I just, there's so much that goes into this. Okay, but nature versus nurture. Oh, this is good. You've seen this play Ooh. out. Yeah. You know, with people behind bars. Yeah. And then you see it play out mm-hmm. metaphorically with people behind bars that they created for themselves mm-hmm. in their own lives. So just from your own experience, what is your take on that? What do you believe? How is it connected is it people's mm. nature that either gets them what they want or doesn't get them what they want? Or is it their nurture? Mm. Is it a mix? It can be a mix. Doesn't yeah. Have to be more. This is good. I definitely think that both play a part. I think that um, if you if you are, so when it comes to business owners, for example, and we, because I believe that everything, all the all of the decisions that we make inside of our business, they come from a core belief. So whatever that core belief is, that's what we're going to live out. And so if you have this core belief that maybe comes from family, which is that making money has to be difficult or making money is for the rich people, then it's going to come into play when you become a business owner because you carry those beliefs with you. And so the way that you're raised absolutely has an impact on the things that you believe, especially when you become business owners. And so that is why the mindset work is so important. That's why therapy is so important. And I think that's why just coaching and personal development is because you really get to figure out why do I believe this? Why do I believe this? Where did this come from? And you start to question it and you start to deconstruct it. And what you're often going to find out is that it comes from your family of origin or it comes from the experiences that you've had that have led you here. And so that is something that I think is, it is definitely multifaceted. I think that it's a mix of both, but I also think that um, it's possible to be able to change, you know, just because you come from a family or just because you've had experiences that show you one way of being, living, making money, um, et cetera, that doesn't have to be 
the way that it is for you. You get to change that. You get to disrupt that. You get to make different choices. But oftentimes it's because of not ever hearing anyone say these exact words, never hearing that permission that you can be whatever it is you want to be. You don't have to become um, what your family thinks of you. You don't have to become what your neighborhood wants of you or what your fa- or what your um, friends want of you. You get to create your own reality and your own future and make your own decisions regardless of the background that you come from. So I think, I think that it's important for us to recognize the, the role that um, our family of origin plays, their beliefs play, and how we end up um, operating inside of our business. But we also get to, we get to change that and we get to discover and create new beliefs that serve us now at this level. Yeah, that's so good. And, and I, you know, I want to, I want to talk about the how piece, Yeah, you know, because, and you even mentioned it before, you know, when, when you were talking, when you were working with a lot of those men, young men, yes. older men inside the prison yeah. system, that it's like, you know, their reality yeah. is, was like, they didn't have access yeah. to resources. Yeah. You know, they didn't have access, whether it was family dynamic, education, yep community, socioeconomic, um, you know, so therefore you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so with that, how does one Mm. start to attain Mm. access to the resources? Because I, I see that, you know, within my community and I'm sure that you do it too. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, it's kind of that idea of like the be, do, have versus the have, do, be. You know, it's, it's like, well, you know, Julie, I, I want a successful career. I want Mm -hmm. freedom. I want to be able to retire my husband. I want to be able to, you know, give my kids what they want. I want to be able to help my, my dad. I want to be able to buy my mom a car because she's never been able to buy one for herself. Mm -hmm. I want these things. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Julie, I don't have the resources to get those things. Mm -hmm. I don't have the tools to make it, to make it possible. Therefore I can't make it possible Mm -hmm. versus the people that are like, I may not have the resources or the tools, but there are people that do. So if mm-hmm. they can, like, like, how did they do it? Like, what, like, what do I need to figure out today to get yeah. me to who I want to be? Yeah. So what is your, is what good. is your experience and take on that? Yeah, this is really, I think this is, this is a really, I think, touchy subject for so many people too. I think that it's a combination of things. Patience is one of them. And people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They want it now. And sure, you could go into debt, right? You can do all of those things. But is that going to serve you right now and help you get to where you want to go right now? Or would the more sustainable way be to invest in the free resources, invest in the free coaching call bonus that you got when you purchased the course? Or did you just let the course sit and you let the free, you know, the free call expire? What are the choices that we can make on a day-to-day basis that push us forward? And it doesn't have to look like what someone else is doing. Because, you know, in the coaching industry, they talk about just one way. You need to hire a mentor. You need to spend thousands of dollars on a program. And then you'll be good. That is not the fix it. Okay, I've had people spend thousands to work with me, and I'm not proud to say this, but I've had people spend thousands to work with me, and they decided to not do the work. 
This happens sometimes. I do my best to screen out people and to really let them know beforehand, pre-qualifying, hey, mindset work is for the long game. Uh, we're, uh, we're not in this for instant gratification, right? We're in this for the long haul. So this is an everyday choice and action you have to make. Um, but there are people that kind of want to skip the difficult aspects of getting to where it is you want to be. So what are the choices that you can make right now that fiscally you can afford that um, uh, in terms of time you can commit to? What, what are you going to do to be able to move yourself in that direction? Are you going to take advantage of the of you know people who run challenges that's like 30 some dollars and you get to like you know there's some people that run challenges like that where in 7 days you know it's a sales challenge are you going to do something like that are you going to um, invest in a membership a month to month membership with a business coach that is a below 100 bucks but you get resources right there are so many pathways to success but i would say a lot of business owners um, some business owners desire that instant gratification and that if it doesn't come now, that it's never coming. And it's always on its way to you, but you need to meet it halfway. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love that because I think you touched on so many things. I mean, one of the things is like getting honest with where you are today. Yeah. Because, you know, I think that there, it's all a stepping stone. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, we all start from zero. Yes. So it's like, what are, when you, what are the free things? What are the yes. things that you can afford today, mind, body, and spirit to like yep. get what you want. And then as you start to build that out and grow that out, then you kind of have to get to that, I, that, I, that mindset and that idea of like can't versus won't, because I'll even have a lot of, you know, people come into my community and it's like, it's not that they can't afford to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. They are just so afraid that they're not going to get that return on, on investment, you know, immediately or 30 or whatever that is for them, which really just shows me that like, they, they, they're afraid of investing in themselves. They're afraid, mm -hmm. like, can you bet on yourself? Do you believe in yourself enough? Because I know that, you know, I may not be able to control anything else, but like, I can control like me, I can control if I show up, I can yeah. control if I do the work. I know that I'm going to give it 110%. Yes. So, so I think that that's another thing for people too. And I would love for you to touch on that with, yeah. and I know that you kind of have a term for stuff like that. You call them the mindset spirals yeah. of when we just kind of let like the fear <laughs> overtake us. Yeah. And, and instead of seeing it as, you know, there's always going to be anxiety when you're stepping yes. into the level, there's always going to be those things. But to me, there's a difference between like this excitement kind of nervous anxiety. And then this just inundated fear that is yes. holding you back. Yes, big time. I think that the and it, I think that it comes from many, many. It can come from many spaces. For some people, it comes from um, a lot of uh, money trauma inside of their families, and so that's a stronghold that they're going to have to break um, on their own, um, which is completely separate. It can be completely separate from their business journey, but um, business coaching, investing journey. But I think that sometimes it's a lot deeper that generational trauma when it comes to money and. When when it comes to spending like copious amounts of money, the way that I do <laughs> uh, on, on, you know, mentorship, I think that, um, you have to be honest with your intention on investing because I believe no one else has to believe this, but me, I believe that when you invest in yourself, this is the long game. 
the instant gratification has got to go. It has got to go because what's going to happen? Because it's the first of all, it's the shittiest energy. You know, when you invest for the first time, it's supposed to be something exciting, it's supposed to be exhilarating, scary, but also exciting because you know what comes next. And for some people, that it really just leads to how am I going to make it back? So what that tells me is, number one, you have to um, work on the root cause of what's causing your anxiety around money. Where is that coming from? And if you decide, and if you find out that there's nothing really there and it's just your own feelings and your own thoughts, then I would say really working on like the source of the spiral. What about this makes you feel like you're not going to make the money back ever? Where is this coming from? Because is, is that rational? Is that a rational thought or is that irrational? Is it rational to believe that you'll never make the $8,000 back that you invested with this coach? But I noticed that with so many business owners, it becomes about what can I get back right now? Right? How do I, what can I get out of this? Right. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? When, which is such, which is also, again, just another fear-based survival, right? You're you're in that reptilian brain. You're freaking the freak out. Yes. You know, and you're like, oh, I need, what's in it for me? This isn't working. This isn't working. What's in it yes. for me? You know? Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's such, and it's such, it's such, you know, it's, it's such anxious energy and I understand where it comes from, but it doesn't serve you when it comes to investing in yourself. So I like to tell people, if you can't afford to, to spend it, then don't spend it. And when I say you can't afford to, if you are spending it to get it right back, then I'm not the coach for you. Cause that's not what I do over here. Right. We invest in our personal development. We see the value in applying the strategies, the mindset strategies that we discuss directly to your business, knowing that long-term you're going to see an ROI. That's going to happen. You're going to show up more confidently. You're going to know and understand how your brain works. No one's going to be able to shake you because you're going to just know that you're freaking unstoppable. But we can't get there if you're worried about when that money is coming back. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm yeah, like this it. is, I always say to people, this is not a get rich quick kind of thing. Mm-mm. Like that happens cool cherry on top, but like, right. that's not, that's not what this is about. This is no. a long game process. Yeah. It's a long game. It's the process. What's your thought on it? You know, I was just talking to, um, to, to a, to a student of mine, a coaching student of mine that was kind of a similar thing. Like she, she joined a couple of months ago and she just started to get in her head and she, you know, sent us a message and she was like, I'm just, I'm disappointed in what's happening. And, you know, and I see all these new people coming in and, you know, I, and because all of these other people are coming in, I'm not able to like get my work done. And I was like, Mm. let's just get on a call, you know? And I, I asked her, I, you know, and, and she was just sharing her feelings and her yeah. feelings, totally valid. Yeah. But I asked her the question, I said, what do you lose if you stop talking about these other people? Mm-hmm. And she was like, what do I lose? And I'm like, yeah, what do you lose? And so mm-hmm. she kind of started, and she was like, well, yeah, I guess by focusing on everyone else, I don't have to focus on myself. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's because it's easier to blame. Cause it's easier. And, 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 I, and she was like, yeah. And I, I, I guess I loot by, you know, if I stopped talking, focusing on these other people, then I would lose mm-hmm. the excuse mm-hmm. of not really having to show up and, and do the work. And so, you know, what we were able to get to, and this was a 20 minute conversation, wow. you know, it wasn't I mean, just very yeah. kind of quickly. Of, yeah. 
And because I think that universally, all of us, we all have these fears. And I think yes. especially for women, it yeah. comes, what you're, your, what is your origin? And I think this is a great question for those listening. What is your origin story mm-hmm. about money? Yeah. Like if you don't like journal about it, if you don't know about it, if you haven't thought about it, like when you think of money, what do you, do you think of parents fighting? Yeah. Do you think of inheritance? Yeah. Do you think of having a lot of it? Do you think of not having any of it? Do you think of your dad leaving your mom? Like what, yeah. what, what are those stories for you? Cause we all have them. Yes, we all and, have them. And then how is that playing out in, into your life now? So I, I definitely see a lot when it comes to the instant gratification is someone will commit to a decision yep, and then they just start to look around, see, and that's so my biggest thing for people is like, you got to keep the focus on yourself and yes. just one day at a time. What can I focus on today to get me to, to where I want? And, and, you know, it's, we all have unique stories and unique situations, yeah. but one of the things that I love about, you know, masterminds, workshops, courses, programs, is that it gives you community. Yes. And there's so much beautiful things to community, but one of the, I think the most beautiful thing to community is that it reminds you that even though we all love to feel significant in our suffering, we are just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're not that special, boo. (laughs) Yes. Like we are all just like everybody else. And we may not have the same walks of life or the same life experiences. Obviously that's what makes us all unique. Every, everyone knows what it feels like to be scared. Everyone knows what it feels like to be anxious. Everyone knows what it feels like to think or feel that you've made a mistake. Everybody knows what it feels like to, you know, have all of those feelings. Um, so I think the more that you can be open and honest, and that's why, you know, I love, I love when my, when my coaching students come to me and say, Julie, I'm freaking out. And I'm yep. like, well, let's just talk about it. Yes. You know, I'm sure, yeah, let's just see what's going on. And it, it usually all does come down to this, this fear of believing in themselves yes. and like, and, and really having the faith that, that they, they, they do have the tools and the yep. resources within them. They may not know exactly how to use them yet. Yep. Or maybe there are other tools out there that they haven't acquired yet, but they are where they need to be just for today. And they have what they need just for today. Absolutely. And something else too, that it triggered um, when you mentioned, um, you know, how easy it can be for us to look around at what everyone else is doing. Jealousy and envy is a big thing that I talk about in my communities and just being aware of it and destigmatizing it. Because for so long, there's always been the shame around being jealous and being envious. And what does that mean about me? And how does that, you know, what does that mean about my personality and who I am? Am I a bad person? Because I'm jealous of this person person had a, you know, hundred K launch last, last month. And I've been gunning for that for so long (laughs) and my biz bestie finally got it. And I'm so excited for her, but I'm also sad for me. And so I think that that's something else for us to reconcile and pay attention to, and to just know where, where is that coming from and healing that wound, you know, and not having any shame about it. You're a human being. That's why you have emotions, you know? Mm. I love that. And it, 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 it makes me think of this idea of, um, you know, sometimes when you have problems and stuff and this, this question was, was 
said to me one time by a coach, I was, you know, ranting off about something. I don't even remember what it was. And she was like, that's interesting. Whose fault is it? Ooh. And I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, who's to blame? Ooh. And it just instantly, I was like, oh, me. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm to blame. And so it was like, here I was, you know, again, like just deflecting and yes. like, whose fault is, oh, it's my fault. Oh, wow. I'm to blame because these are my feelings. Yeah. Right. Is- and no one else can make me feel someone yep. can do something that yes. triggers a feeling. Right. Right. I control the feeling. Yes. No one yes. can crawl inside my body and make me feel a certain way. Right. And my thoughts control my feelings. Yeah. You know, so it's like, because I think blank, I feel blank. Yes, that's so true. That was so powerful. I love that question that they posed to you. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's it's a so- good one to use. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Whose fault is it? I Who's love that line. That's such yeah. a coachy, that's such a coachy question. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I've used it. I've used it. It's, it's good. good. It works. My friend also says, my friend Tori Washington, she's a powerhouse. She also says, What are you pretending not to know? Mm. That one. Mind blown. Good one. Hey, Tori, I'm going to give you credit as I write that one down. Oh, that's so good. Oh, so, um, good. so I would love to talk about just current landscape. Yeah. You know, last year was shit show. Yeah. Shit show. I'll say it. It was, you know, it, in a lot of ways, I think there were, mm-hmm. there were a lot of gifts, especially yes. for the online world. Yeah. I mean, we have more people now. Yes working online, um, investing in courses, investing in themselves, which Absolutely. is so exciting. Yes. Diving into their entrepreneurial journeys. Um, I would love to know from you seeing the current landscape and as we're now shifting into this, I don't want to say getting to the other side, but kind of like we're mm-hmm. starting to get to the other yeah. side of whatever yeah. all of this is, which I, I still don't think will be super clear for, and yeah. we really got to get away from it to yeah. see it. Um, you know, what do you see are some of the, the things that are coming up in, in the landscape Ooh. in terms of that are keeping people stuck that are keeping oh, this is from good. really achieving what they want? Yeah. What are those mindset spirals? And then how can we start to overcome some oh, of them? Oh, this is good. So I'm noticing that a lot of my clients, irrespective of race, are nervous to speak up about their truth in regards to business. Um, just their truth about best practices, what they see is happening in the industry um, or in their respective industry. And there's this fear, I'm hearing it from many clients about being canceled. There's this fear, which no one can cancel another human being. We cancel behaviors, not humans. And so um, I'm noticing this hesitancy for people to speak up and for people to say what it is that they really mean and stop dancing around what it is they mean. And this can be regarding something innocuous. This could be something like, I don't believe in, you know, sales scripts or something like that, right? And (laughs) I'm noticing that there are people who are really, some of my clients are really struggling with how to um, tactfully speak up about what they feel without at the same time triggering all of these unsolicited, you know, um, responses like, you know, 
you suck and all of, we want to be liked. That is one of the biggest, you know, one of the fears that a lot of humans have is not being liked, not being wanted, not being cared about, right? That's some of our deepest fears, not belonging. And so they fear what people, what their audience's reaction is going to be when they say what they really think when they say how they really feel, when they say how they really, what they really believe. And so that has been interesting navigating. That's one of the mindset spirals I'm noticing that some of my clients are struggling with is how can I fully be myself online when I feel as if the online space is not safe? So how do I really continue to be this incredible business owner that I know I am? How can I let people in um, while I, I don't know how it's going to be received. So I would say for that, you're already doing yourself such a disservice by choosing to not speak up about whatever it is that's important to you, that's relevant, I guess, to the work that you're doing. Relevancy matters, context matters. But if it's relevant, say it because your audience doesn't know who you are if they don't know what you really think and what they what you really believe. And so a lot of the time, once I tell a lot of my clients that from that perspective, that's super helpful for them because then they're like, holy crap, like they don't even know the real me. You know, they don't know who I really am if I am not being honest with myself and being honest with them about what my true beliefs are or how my beliefs have shifted. On something. So that's a mindset spiral that I've been noticing that's really interesting to navigate and helping people become comfortable about being who they are and becoming more of who they are and just developing that in the online industry. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there because it, it, it goes deeper than, yeah. or maybe it doesn't. I mean, it's, I think it just depends on you know, it's like, it reminds me of that idea of like caring what other people think, yes. but when you're so afraid that it's like, if I say something there, my, my career is going to be ruined. I'm, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be, you know, basically, you know, crucified online. Um, it goes deeper than that, but then you do see some people out there that they've just mm -hmm. gotten to a place that like, they don't care. And, yeah. and I do, there's so much freedom in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you really have to be so confident in, in your love for yourself. Yes. And I think that that's, that's really, that's, that's really aspiring. And it's, it's, it's something that we should all, I think, I know. try to get to. There's very few women that I know online mm -hmm. that just, they do what they want because they know <laughs> who they are and they know the services that they provide. Yeah. And like, I love it. Right. To hell with the rest. I think too, um, we can be so hard on ourselves because to me, I'm like, but what do you feel comfortable sharing then? Right. Start there and start edging forward. Right. Like, does it have to be this big to do? Does it have, like, is it possible? So I love to ask, is it possible that you're blowing this up to be bigger than what it is? Is it possible that you're catastrophizing? And you're already believing that you're screwed <laughs> before right. you've even taken one step. So how about we just start with talking about sales scripts and pros and cons? Right. How about we start there, right? So if it's a person, if you're a person that doesn't believe in sales scripts, but you don't really want to come out with a post that says that, then don't do that. Don't right. do that. Also, like you also have 
you know, you can just tell people privately if they ask you. Right. It need to be this big declaration. Right. And that's, and it's like, and someone else can believe in sales scripts. Yes. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's, it, it means nothing about you. Right. Right. <laughs> but I think we make things so complicated and we get into these mindset spirals of, but what if, but what if, but what if, but it's like, but what if you're wrong? <laughs> But what if you're making this to be a bigger deal? What if you don't have to say anything at all? Right, right. And what would you lose if you stopped making this such a big deal? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. What would you lose? I love that question. Yeah. You know, because it's, so- it all comes from a from a belief system, right? Yes. And so yes. Like, we have this core belief system. And that's the thing, whether good or bad. We're all like, we're all running from a core belief system. So whether it's an abundant belief system or a limiting belief system, we're pulling from both sides of those things all the time, how we make choices. Yep. Yep. And so what if you uncomplicated that? Mm -hmm. So I would say that's one of them. I would also say, um, I would also say imposter syndrome, especially um, as people are, some of my clients are pivoting into becoming even more of um, the person that they've always wanted to be, more of the business owner they've always wanted to be. They're changing titles, they're adjusting services. Um, the more money they make, the more they realize what they're passionate about doing and what they're not passionate about doing. Um, and so that can also come with that new level that new devil and that can that can really be scary and it can make people feel like, but what if people think that I'm selling out? What if, that's a big one. What if I'm selling out, right? What if I, you know, am, oh, this is another good one. I'm alienating my audience and they are not on board with what I'm doing. And so now, huge. oh man, that, isn't that such a huge one? It is. <laughs> I don't want to pivot. I don't want to niche down. I don't want to, um, go this direction that I'm feeling called to go because, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. I don't want people to fall off. I don't want people to stop following me. I don't want people to stop buying my products and services because I want to pivot. Right. That's a big fear. And I, it's a valid, I understand where it comes from, but it's not enough. It can't, it shouldn't be enough to stop you from being able to actually, cause you're doing them more of a disservice by doing, doing shit. You don't feel like doing. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it too, it reminds me of what you were saying in at the beginning of the conversation of how you think back to those first per, uh, posts that make you cringe, yes. right? The, the first pieces of content that you were ever creating yes. and the iterations that you've gone through and how yes. that's exactly what, like, if you would have just kept doing that yes, because you were afraid that you were going to lose people. <laughs> then where would you be right now? You know, I mean, I think like I'm the same way. You go look at posts of mine from Uh 2015, 16, 17, same thing. YouTube videos, all sorts of stuff I tried, right? Um, And I leave them up there because it's it's part of my journey. Yeah, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Right, and my audience is way more connected now than they ever were back then. And I've pivoted tons of times from them. So I think that, I think that those examples like that, that you gave at the beginning of this conversation is a great, it's just a great reminder to people listening. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Topsy, we could talk all day. Yo, I know. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, I feel like I could riff with Jules like forever. Forever. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I want you to share before we get off. Um, and before you share, like I two more things. Where can yeah. people find you yeah. for to get to work with you? Yeah. To follow you online to just soak up the goodness that is you. Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram at Topsy Vandenbosch. It'll be in the show notes. Um, I'm always acting a fool on my stories, twerking, some type of shit. I love to keep it fun, y'all. So many business owners just make this make business coaching or just any type of coaching blah. Like just be yourself. Who are you in your personal life? All of my friends, my real life friends who aren't business coaches, they watch my stories and they're thoroughly entertained because this is me. This is who I am. So um, I talk all things, you know, mindset, emotional intelligence, and just really helping leaders to step into their power. Um, my website, topsybannenbosch.com. And also currently I have another arm of my business where I do a lot of um, continuing education style for um, coaches. So teaching coaches how to implement evidence-based methods, coaching methods into their business. And so this is, we're going into the third round of that program. It's called Destroy the Mindset Drama. And that is for online coaches and is teaching them um, evidence-based coaching methods so that they can like serve, so you can serve your clients powerfully and from a grounded psychological um, place. And then um, I also have a masterclass um, coming up soon. I don't know whether this will air before then, but the masterclass is all about how to create safe um, group coaching um, spaces, safe group coaching program spaces, and how to make it emotionally safe um, for your group members to want to stick around to want to rave to people about your program, because if you don't have emotional safety, it's going to be really hard to um, get people to join each round. And so let's get that together. So anyway, that's where you can find me. Jules, thank you so much for having me. This was fantastic. This was, and of course, all of that will be in the show notes to make it really easy for you guys to click to. And of course, as always, um, Topsy and I want to see your beautiful faces. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you loved about this conversation. So please screenshot today's episode, tag me, tag Topsy, hashtag the influencer podcast so we can find it. We can see it. We will repost those stories. We will talk to you and we'll just continue on the conversation um, because that's my favorite thing to do after these air. So again, Topsy, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, that is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.